Hello and welcome to Popcast on the Rocks episode 72. It's an odd day for us to be here. Uh, we're streaming on a Saturday, but um, that's just fine by me. My name is John and uh, I'm joined by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. Happy to be here on a, in what I called on Twitter a special Saturday episode. So I guess wow. we better live up to that. Yeah, what are we going to do to make it special? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I see the show run down here. I don't know. Like, it's special about it here. I don't know, know, but we'll figure it out. We always do. Yep. Yep. Um, well, yeah, we're a pop a podcast that talks about um, pop culture things. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we have drinks along for the ride um or to make that ride better i guess more exciting mm -hmm. maybe that's a special thing we'll see what andrea's drinking later but um what have you been up to this week andrea well i am finally free john i finished my paper i turned it in at like 11 59 p.m on the day it was due but that's still the day it was due so I got it in, even even if it is a technicality, even if I was like barely scraping by, I did it. So I am free and I'm so loving it. I'm so excited. Nice. So with so what the, do you uh, what do you keep going with? Is it coffee? You just like, <laughs> or are you just really in good shape with good sleep habits and you don't need that stuff? Oh my God. Uh, no, definitely not in good shape with good sleep habits. As I was telling you before the show, like my paper definitely required some like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., stay up at night and then, you know, fuel it with like three, four cups of coffee in the morning. So okay, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's been a vicious cycle, which you think I'd be used to as like a new mom, like, you know, like odd sleep hours and odd sleep schedules. But like babies do take naps. It's not just like you stay up until 3 a.m. It's like, oh, like my baby's up here, but like from, you know, 9 to 12 or whatever, at least I can get some sleep. And that unfortunately was not the case in writing the paper. So hmm. hit me a mm -hmm. little harder than I expected. So I'm sure. just kind of uh, recuperating this week, even though I'm enjoying my freedom, but just uh, drinking a little bit of water this week. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, have you heard of uh, Caffeine Joe? Caffeine Joe, no. What is that? So I... Or who is um, that? I don't even know. <laughs> in long, long hours in the tractor, I oh, need sure. to stay awake. And so sometimes, years past, I had like had a lot of sunflower seeds. Okay. But it's yep. like abrasive on your mouth and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've had literally had like saliva glands plugging and stuff or whatever oh that's crazy so, um yeah so i like to have like then be a monster energy energy drink or red bull or something like that sure but that's a lot of sugar sure so i sometimes now have this uh yeah water joe i guess is uh, alan found it here is the more appropriate or actual title but it's okay. just water with caffeine in it oh my god that's so, brilliant. Yeah, that's it's just, brilliant. I need I mean, that. You got to be careful because it's just water. And if you're really thirsty and you just down it, you're like OD and on right. caffeine. But Get a little jitters. Um, yeah, but it's nice because it, it's, you know, coffee hydrates, but not to the amount that water does. Mm -hmm. And so you add some caffeine here. And so 
That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I should get that. I should also tell Chris about it because I know he used to do the uh, sunflower seed trick um, when he was out driving out to like North Dakota to visit his brother when he was out there or like when he drives yep. down to Kentucky to visit him down there. He did the sunflower seeds quite a lot. Um, and he kind of, I don't, I don't think he had like any issues with it, but he just kind of like grew out of like enjoying it on the drive. So much salt. Yeah. It's just so much. Yeah. So, so I know, I know he's done the, the run the gamut of energy drinks and whatnot, like, you know, Red Bull monster rock star, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, yeah, they're, they're fine for a minute. And then they just like hit you like gut bombs, you know? And even I mean, like the sugar free still... ones aren't, I don't know. There's something weird about them. Like sometimes I can do it and sometimes I can't. I still get them sometimes when I really want that quick pick me up or something mm -hmm. because with the sugar for a little bit of a hit there and then the caffeine to keep you going too. Right. So, I mean, I uh, like I and it's amazing how important like having that fuel is. Um, mm -hmm. I was at Taekwondo this week and I knew I hadn't eaten quite enough that day. Mm -hmm. But it was stunning how I just like I would see something done in front of me that I, I then need to do as well. And I would mm -hmm. just like blank. I just yeah. was not just, like fell apart. My brain was not functioning. Mm -hmm. um, I just needed energy. So, yep. Did you ever try those like five hour energies? Did you ever feel anything from those? Um, I think I've tried one of those once or twice. Okay. Yeah, we're going to buy. I never felt like they did anything. Like, mm. I don't know if I just yeah, wasn't I thought... like taking it right or whatever, but I don't know. I just like never got anything from it. I feel like I had some overnights at Best Buy that were long and mm -hmm. I had some of those. And I mean, you just it, but you're getting to that point where you're just feeling weird anyways, because you're up so sure. long and you're just getting all like loopy, loopy anyway. And, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. can't tell if it's from like this thing I just drank or just like I'm um, loopy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you're free. I'm glad you're <laughs> celebrating with the hard stuff and um, yeah, congrats. <laughs> Thank so. you. Thank you. It's nice. Not only do I have like, you know, a weight off my mind, uh, but also just like more free time to like enjoy myself, go out and do things. Uh, Chris and I hit a couple breweries this week because we have one of those um, passes like for doggy breweries that you can go to. Mm. Um, so we did that. And then, yeah, been able to like kind of catch back up on some, you know, some TV, some movies, some books, you know, just feeling like a cultured person again. Wow. Nice. Well, fill us in. Yeah, I see you got some quite a bit done after the the required work yeah yeah so uh we've already talked on a show about ted lasso but i i'm all caught up on the i think half of season two that's out now on apple tv uh if you haven't seen it before i highly highly recommend it go watch it it's definitely hilarious like well done well executed great characters and like feel good without being sappy which i think is pretty important because I think a lot of shows can veer into that like mm -hmm. very drippy territory. So excellent show. 
Um, I am also halfway through another show, uh, not new, but new to me, um, Kingdom on Netflix, which I know you've been watching. And I think you said you finished season one. Am yes. I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't don't tell me what happens, but so no, far so no, good. Kind of kind of the complete opposite there of of Ted Lasso. Um, a yeah. little bit a little bit darker, a little bit gorier. Um, if you don't know, Kingdom is a is a zombie show. Like boiling it down to its most basic, 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 you know, plot line. Um, but yeah, very very good. And then I've already read through. Um, one of the books I got this week, The Midnight Library, which is right up my alley, being an English major nerd. Um, it's, a, it's a fun premise. It's like when you sort of like cross that, thre- cross that threshold. Wow, I can talk. See how tired I am. I need, I need apparently a little pick-me-up. Um, but when you cross the threshold between life and death, um, something awaits you there. And in this person, the main character of the story, in her case, it's a library filled with books of all her possible lives. And she gets to Mm. go like open the books and kind of like try out these different lives and see like, you know, maybe this is what my life was supposed to be. Or like if I made one choice differently Mm. here, what what could happen or whatever? Yeah, it's really fun. Um, And she like meets other people who are going through the same thing. But for them, like this other guy, it's like a video store. And he gets to like take out, you know, like <laughs> tapes and like start start yeah. the video or whatever. So yeah, so it's a fun little premise. It was a really, really good book, quick read. Um, so I would recommend that for sure. And then I'm also still making my way through uh Ruin and Rising, the third in the Shadow and Bone Grishaverse trilogy. So nice. Getting good. It's picking up. Well, with the Midnight Library, that seems like a bad idea, I have to say. A bad idea. To, like, be able to, like, read through alternate versions of your oh, life, yeah. you know? That seems like it would provide complications. I mean, maybe yeah. it'd be very insightful, but also at the same time, pretty painful. So, so part of the premise is that, like, you get to try out all these different lives. So you, like, open the book, and then you, like, sort of, like, get popped into what like a moment in that life and like yep. you you're you so you don't know what's actually happening and how your life has changed or what you're doing and you have to sort of like figure it out so it's like it's very interesting but part of the premise is like maybe if you find one that you think is perfect you get to stay there mm. but maybe not like right. yeah it's I, I don't want to spoil it because it's actually really yeah. cool oh, cool but yeah so that's kind of like part of the the idea is that like you would want to read these live to see if like, oh, if I just made this other choice, maybe this is my perfect life and I should be in this one. Sure. So cool. Very interesting. Yeah. I like yeah, it. It does. It does seem very weird. Like, I don't know. It could just like fill you with like tons of regrets of like, yeah, Yo, you mean exactly. like this is what I could have had, right. you know? Yep. Um. But I think I think the like idea is that, you know, what you think is perfect may not always be yeah. perfect. Right. So grass is always greener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So but it's very good. And like I said, nice. kind of a, a quick read because it's just so like easy to slip into and very compelling. Like the story moves along very well. Awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, like you, I watched some Kingdom this week. You know, like you'd mentioned, you're halfway through season one. I finished season one. Yeah. I so we've mentioned on the show before. I wanted something Korean to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, help me with just like learning a little bit of Korea, maybe. And so this was producer Alan's suggestion. I remember seeing it quite a while ago and not really, I don't know, not, I don't know. Just it's one of those things that gets lost in the sea of many things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it a lot. And that's despite me not wanting, not wanting to watch a zombie show. Yeah. Like I have no interest at this point in watching a zombie show. But mm-hmm. despite that, um, it's a different take on mm-hmm. um, the genre yeah. and um, very well done. Yeah. Don't you feel like we all kind of got burned with like Walking yes. Dead? It kind of wrecked it for everything. I mean, yeah. could, and and look, everything else, there was a lot of other movies and things coming along. You know, World War Z. It was just there was a whole phase mm-hmm. of American culture that was what well, was the zombie film. Um, right. That kind of stretched on for quite a while, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it was Walking Dead that sort of like pushed it over the top, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we all just sort of got burned out on it and there were like just some storylines that were like, ah, yep. no, no. And I think the main show supposedly has kind of come back. Like it's better again to my okay. understanding. I don't, I don't sure. know, but um I, I just, I mean, I saw a uh, advertisement for it the other day. It was like, huh, it's still here. Yeah. yeah, right. Yep. That's what I'm always like when I see, like, America's Got Talent or something. I'm like, oh, like reality I show that you're like, that. what? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I, it was, I think I texted you guys when it happened. It's like, I experienced one of the saddest moments for me or whatever it was that it just hit me. It was so sad in this show. So okay. look forward to it. <laughs> um, Boy, I'm just like rushing off to go play it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'm no. balancing it out with Ted Lasso. So I got my, go. my dark and my light. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. I'm balancing it too with uh, Rick and Morty um, and three's company. So like old school threes company yeah yeah yep what what made you start that i was in so ashley and i were in duluth and we were shopping and i was like kind of sitting in the hallway or whatever there and this one store had a tv up and i was playing threes company i'm like wow boy i haven't seen or thought about this in forever Mm -hmm. and there it is and so i've been wanting to like watch some more of it and um it's like not anywhere you can't buy it it's just unavailable but it is on pluto tv oh okay tv app yeah right right now i mean i don't know how many episodes of that will there will be on there sure it's just the kind of before bed thing now or whatever so that's fun um yeah yeah um and then rick and morty yeah, we've been watching that. It's a new episode every week. I am after tomorrow, I'll be two episodes behind. So, but this last episode, I've remarked a couple times on how amazingly consistent the quality of Rick and Morty has been over the seasons. Mm-hmm. Like how they keep coming. It's kind of like earlier Doctor Who, 
Um, yeah. It was um, like, wow, every episode, you know, you come up with something new and it's great. And it was kind of that way with Rick and Morty, too. And I hope it's not beginning to fall apart because this episode I watched was the least funny. It was it was so disappointing. It was mm-hmm. not funny. It was really lame. It didn't. Rick didn't seem like Rick. Like the characters, I, it was not good. So, okay. like I said, I'm. I'll after tomorrow. I think I'll be two episodes behind. So we'll see what. Um, I don't know. I just hope it's like a fluke. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, people people have off days, and maybe it was just like an off. You know, entire writers' room. They just were like punchy and thinking like oh this is really good we're gonna roll with it and then you know you translate it to the episode and you're just like oh whoops whoops didn't didn't hit the mark there well you know nothing lasts forever and Mm -hmm. uh though it's not been going that long again it's one of those things where you just because it's not like a crank out an episode all the time and we're already on season 12 you know it seems like they've with that managed to maintain a quality and um Maybe it's like it's just it's hit critical mass now. They have characters and stuff in Fortnite, and it's just it's jumped the shark. I hope not. But oh man, speaking of old shows that that phrase is pulled from, I don't even know what it's from. I remember it first coming up, I think, on American Idol. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's from from. Happy Days. Is it really? with the Fonz, yeah so it's yeah, it's okay. it's literally there's an episode where the Fonz like jumps over a shark and like that's part of the episode sure okay and like it was Makes it's sense. the phrase comes because it was like so unbelievable and so weird and people were just like what happened to this show that was like just about like yeah. a family <laughs> hanging out at like a local restaurant yeah. you know what i mean like there was just like it was like the moment that everybody collectively woke up and went, "Where? what happened to the show? So now it's like a show going too far is like jumping the shark. That's funny. Alan found a clip clip over there. That's perfect. Oh, Fonz the fo- is still is it wearing Fonz? a leather yes. jacket. Yes, yeah. it's so stupid. Oh, God, I'm watching it right now. It's funny. His, his tiny little shorts and his leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's literally the Fonz jumping a shark. In an episode, I mean, and like that's the plot, and people were just like, "What? Why?" It what? it makes sense. I mean, because it makes sense. That's why. That's the problem with things going on forever and ever. You know, yeah. with the Fonz, he's he is the ultimate cool, right? Right or whatever. So basically, he has to keep doing something cool that you haven't seen. Event, you right. know, eventually, it just becomes old hat. It's right. the, it's the trouble with with Wolverine, you know, like if you're going to mm. keep him going and you're going to keep that story going forever, you know, eventually the 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 mystery must be answered. If you're going to have right. a show and there's there's sexual tension between two people, you know, eventually it has to be right. resolved. But exactly. then there's no more conflict going forward. You know, like it's always the problem. And so yep. you get that's what leads to these kinds of moments. Exactly. Um, and this is just like one of the most infamous like moments that now we like speak about, you know, and we use yep. to like phrase other shows where you're like, oh, jump the shark there. Yep. Yep. Um, and then um, still watching My Hero Academia. Nice. Uh, I got to get back into that. Cells at work. Yeah. You want some motivation. I'm telling you, you just like you feel a little down or something like that. <laughs> 
bam, I hear, you know, Plus Ultra. Be good. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Alan reaffirms Ted Lasso if you're feeling down. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we started playing some Sea of Thieves. We've been meaning to try that for quite a while. Yeah, um, so you got like a little picture here going on. Yeah, I'm I'm the old guy. That's me, the old guy. Salty and, old uh, guy. I like it. Mm-hmm. Ashley's the lady, and Tony is the the dude okay. on the left. Okay. So. So is it like teamwork? Yeah. Teamwork game. Yeah, you you choose your crew size basically or whatever, and you go out on the seas and you have to, you know, raise and lower the sails. And mm -hmm. if you get, you know, load the cannons and find treasure and uh, all that kind of thing. Um, it's. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They, they did this thing with they have seasons now. So when the game started, Ashley and I tried it. It was a couple years ago. I don't forget when it was exactly. And it the onboarding was a little rough. It was a little confusing. Sure. Didn't seem like there was a whole lot to do or whatever. So now years later that they've stuck with this and they've added a lot of content and they've added a lot of cosmetic things and they've added mm -hmm. um, story elements, story missions and stuff and seasons. Now it feels uh, pretty fresh. The onboarding was nice. The game is actually pretty beautiful. I mm -hmm. unfortunately the screenshots I took and stuff are in like standard dynamic range, but in HDR and everything, it looks really good. And nice. it's just a blast. Like um, it's this season has a tie in with Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so you can go on adventures with Captain Jack Sparrow and stuff. So we're going to get into doing that at some point. There are tall tales, things or whatever. And so you go and it's an original story and sure. whatever else. So it's fun to just like hang out and chat and like go plunder places and stuff. And also now you have some of these these cool stories. There's this big like pirate red skull in the sky that's always following you around. That's some that's going to be some other mission. I don't know what that's about. So cool. Yeah, it's been a good time. So. Um, speaking of pirates. Ooh. The 16th. Yes, rum August 16th. Day. Yeah. Where's rum going? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was National Rum Day. I am not like the biggest rum fan. Just because when I think of rum, I usually think of Captain Morgan, which I do not love. Um, even though there's there's like plenty of different kinds of rum out there. Yep. Um, so I should really like quit being so close minded about rum. You should. Um, I get you some rum next time. <laughs> I need I need something good because like I don't know what Chris and I what oh no it was a while back that we were at like some friend's house and like they're passing around some Captain Morgan and I was like all right I'll give it a try like you know maybe I'm misremembering and I actually you know think it's fine no I took like a swig of it, it was just like well this tastes like mm -hmm. college like you know cheap drinks in college and passing out or, you know, just like the, yep. the parties you used to have. So I was like, no, no. Um, so yeah, so August 16th, national rum day, uh, for something a little classier, August 18th, Wednesday was Pinot Noir day. I dare. I do dare. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Um, you know, I think that I, when I watch like professional bartenders, they often use the Ron Zacapa rum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I haven't tried that myself, but maybe that's a good one to give a go. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I was just trying to think about like my days as a bartender and I didn't really get asked to make a whole lot with rum, you know, like the occasional, like it's going to be just a rum and Coke. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's always well, probably and- with captain, right? That's yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I mean, to be fair, I was a bartender at a sushi restaurant, which I don't really know, like lends itself to, boy, I should have a drink with rum in it with my sushi. Sure. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm sure that that was part of like not getting asked a whole bunch for that. But yeah, I don't know. I've never like you'd think that, but I feel like a lot of people, they just get the thing they get, you know? Yeah. You kind of it's, find a drink uh, and then you get it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going wherever I'm going, I'm getting a Coors Light. That's what's happening. Not speaking mean, for myself. Just I was like, like, you know, like I'm sorry. I feel like I don't even know you right now. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was like, oh man, my whole worldview shifted. Like I just would not yeah, have like, expected John's all drink my to memories be of Coors. John implanted. Like right. all- <laughs> Yeah. That would be the first sign right there. I'd be like, you're not John. Yeah, I'm not in or I'm not in the real world or something like that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're in the matrix. That's the glitch. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, cool. I'm I'm not unfortunately not celebrating either day. I just I've been under the weather. So, yeah, I um, hear you. I'm not even being responsible and having water like you. I'm having an RC. No, okay. Cola. So. Well, you're yeah. you're uh, supporting the pop of our podcast. On That's the rocks. right. We got so, yep. way to be something. Al, I love. I'm um, sorry. I just laughed out loud. Alan says college is Jägermeister, which is also super true. I never really. Yeah, I didn't really. Jäger bombs. That. Oh my god, they were. I guess so yeah. Go on, I, just, yeah go I remember on. they were so big when we were in college. Oh, I don't Soko's, know. Southern Comfort. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Southern, Southern Comfort. Yep. Comfort. Yep. I remember Southern Comfort and a lot of like, like punches when we would go to house parties. Mm-hmm. That was in there a lot, as well as rum. Um, yep. Jägermeister is not like a punch drink, but the Jäger bombs were like the thing to do. <laughs> yep. Oh man, this is like taking me back right now. I got I better look at my kid quick, make sure I'm still an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, we don't have any, uh, specific spoilery topic later in the show, like oft we do. So if you're worried about having to tune out because you haven't seen a show and mm-hmm. spoilers are coming, you shouldn't have to worry about that. We just have some news. News is mainly focused on kind of anime and animation mm-hmm. and some video games. So if you are into those categories, stick around. Um, share us out let other people that you like know that we're live that kind of thing um but speaking of pinot noir day i think (laughs) you know we've talked cyberpunk blade runner is pretty uh you know future noir indeed and um blade runner is uh there's gonna be an animated show Mm -hmm. on adult swim and Crunchyroll. yes coming this year i guess Yes. Um, did you get to watch the trailer? I did. I did get to watch the trailer. It was a very like vague trailer. 
you know, didn't it's it like sort of introduced you to the world. Like we have a main character. Mm -hmm. She's being pursued. We're out. Like, you know, there's no like specific right. like this is what we have to do storyline. Yep. So I I just I was literally I think I was watching Rick and Morty or something and the ad popped mm -hmm. up and I was like, wait a minute, was that did they just say Blade Runner? Mm -hmm. Um and so that's all it was. I looked it up and I have to say I want to give it a try, but I'm not very excited for this. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like Blade Runner to me. To me, mm -hmm. Blade Runner is very has a very specific uh, ambiance, mm -hmm. and though in Blade Runner twenty forty nine it is different, it's close enough to the original. Yeah. Yep. That it feels right, and I think that this, based on this trailer, it does not feel like it's from the same world. So this really actually felt like a game to me, not a series, because I was sure. trying to I was trying to think about it like, you know, am I being too critical? Because when uh, the Altered Carbon anime came out and I was like, mm. oh, I don't think I'm going to like that. And then I did. I was surprised that I did. But. Like that still, even though it didn't quite fit with like the live action version of the show, it still felt like it was in the same world in the sense of like, this is a show like this to me feels like the trailer for a game. And sure. I don't know if it's like the animation style, maybe that's like sort of making me think that way. Um, or if it's like the literal lack of plot details that are included in the trailer that makes me think like, you know. I have to fill those in by playing a game. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not. I'm cautiously interested, but I wouldn't put this at like the top of my watch list. Yeah, I don't think this animation style does any favors for the type of um, vibe that they should have. Yeah. Like if, if you recall, there was a sort of little prequel animation thing to Cyberpunk. Uh, or mm. Cyberpunk, to Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that was more a little more hand-drawn kind of style that worked yeah. better to like flow into what the film would, would be. Mm -hmm. um, this didn't look like dingy enough, smoky yes. enough. It just looked too... Everything's clean. Yeah. And so just, you know, I don't know. I um, I think that a lot of times... People, they like something and they don't fully understand why or, you know, what are those elements that makes the thing they love the thing they love, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe there's just something specific about it. And that's what I feel like with whatever the creators of this, like, I feel like whoever made this, Alan shared this poster with us. It's the poster. Mm. Whoever made that poster gets it more than the people that, mm -hmm. uh, when I watch the trailer, like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think there was something to me, like in the poster, like the colors are right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For like signaling cyberpunk mm -hmm. um, and signaling Blade Runner. And like there were just too many like poppy colors yep. in this. Whereas like that sort of fit in the world of um, Altered Carbon. 
Like there were there was more color, but then like the series was more like animated that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was all about like there was something to do like with the storyline with tattoos and like colorful tattoos and things like that. So like colors made sense in that. Whereas like this sort of makes it, it draws it out of like the dinginess of Blade Runner and makes it sort of like half Blade Runner, but half like poppy bubblegum something, which yep. doesn't work for me. I think it's, you know, when I think about it now, it's pretty amazing what they did with Blade Runner 2049 and managing to transition from the first one to this yeah. second, because you, the first one hinges so much. And I think <laughs> was so influential in it's, um, you know, now neo 80s retro vibe kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, um, and obviously going into a sequel, they didn't they didn't lean on that too much like they were mo- well you know they recognize we're moving forward in time so things are going to change right so i think it was a delicate balancing act between like keeping enough of the like technology that looks old but is modern and mm-hmm. then having actually new and modern stuff right um, i just think that was a, the delicate balance that i think they worked out just fine and uh right i don't know I don't know. Get I getting a little off from from this show, I suppose. But uh, it just it just made me think about the two movies and about the genre and how this doesn't feel right to me. Well, and we've been talking a little bit, you know, kind of as a thread through some of our previous shows about what changes when you take something and make it in another medium and do you really have to mm-hmm. and this seems like a prime example of something that did not need to be made in another medium like this like it did not yeah. need to be like adapted into animation sure yeah but i can see in my mind something being done that's really cool like something honestly closer is like um some sort of mix between Cowboy Bebop and um, Slane or that. Some sort of you need the like you need that '80s hand drawn yeah. kind of faded, gritty thing. You know that sure. this. Yeah, I'm not saying need it. It definitely doesn't need to be done. You know, like we, you know, but but if you were I gonna do like it, it, at least have been, yeah, yeah, at least do it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'll probably try it. I suppose, but yeah. We'll see. And, I mean, and as we talk about adaptations that no don't need to happen and stuff, I'm gonna <laughs> go hard later on, um, like being excited for an ad- adaptation. So okay, we'll all right. <laughs> Um, sticking with the anime and, uh, Crunchyroll theme, there was this mm-hmm. weird coverage. Um, I think it was, I think honestly, this is like two weeks old now at this point, but about Funimation buying Crunchyroll. Right. And I was really confused when I saw that because I thought the story earlier in the year or late last year or something was that Sony was buying Crunchyroll. Well, that is the case. Sony owns Crunchyroll and Funimation. And so Mm -hmm. the story, the headline should be that Sony is merging Merging Funimation and Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. So 
I just got confused and like thought maybe <clears throat> I had misunderstood what had happened in the past. But um, um, yeah. What? So we've talked about this a little before. Mm-hmm. What do you think this does to the anime landscape, the streaming space with that? Do you, I mean, do you like Sony owning both of these? What service do you think that they're going to create out of this? You know, should it be a new name or should it be under one of the names of the other already? Or Yeah, you can't really uh, combine them. There's no good combination. Crunchumation? Crunchumation. <laughs> Fun a roll. Fun a roll. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, Crunchumation. That's, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like very funny, as you say, Crunchumation. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time believing that service is going to sell. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they'll probably create a new platform. I don't know okay. how that's going to look like if you get to roll over accounts into it for a while, like HBO mm-hmm. Max did, you know, like, oh, you had HBO Go like here, let's roll you over into HBO Max for a while. And eventually, you right. know, you might have to pay an upgraded fee or whatever. Um, We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I can't imagine a scenario where they would like not make a new platform. Um. Which for me, I mean, I, I like in terms of I have Crunchyroll right now um, and I don't have Funimation. So having access to like Funimation, if the price isn't like wildly different, um, I'm excited about that for sure. It does, you know, it does bring about like some concerns about like, yeah, this is a big merger. Um you know, are are there going to be aspects that I don't like? Are they going to focus on, you know, one platform's content over the other? Or are they keeping, like, everybody in place and everybody gets to keep their same jobs um, to oversee, you know, the, the roster of these shows? Or is, you know, one person going to take over? I don't know. I think there there were some comments floating around out there about, like, oh, God, don't let Funny, Funimation be in charge of dubs because... They're historically terrible at that. Uh, let Crunchyroll, let Crunchyroll's yeah. team show them how it's done and who to hire. Um, so things like that. I mean, I think you know are valid concerns. Unfortunately, we can't do anything about them, other than maybe yep. put them out there and just be like, "Hey, just as your as your loyal subscribers, this is how we feel." But I don't know. I I'm think... I'm just happy that that like. In in the present day, they're not the only source for anime because I think other platforms right. are picking it up too and and yeah. growing that market. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I um with the the dubbing and subtitling and all that stuff, I think that Funimation, when their years of doing this have just gotten a little um a little I don't know what's the word for it. A little comfort, just a little comfortable a little lazy. in editorializing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like we, you know, we're adapting this for an American audience, and so they just get a little lax in yeah. doing that versus like being a little more strict with the original intent. You mm-hmm. know, um, but yeah, who knows? I, I think ultimately this is good. Hopefully, um, like you say, with merging, you know, some people are going to lose their jobs or something probably, and that won't be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the landscape, 
and for Sony, I think it will be good. Um, I hope they stick with the name Crunchyroll. I think Crunchyroll yeah. has earned a pretty good reputation, has a pretty strong following, is just well known in in, in the industry. And mm -hmm. changing to something else, I think you're risking losing all that name brand cachet that you've built up over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and they've already been working together a little bit with simuldubs and different things in the past couple of years or whatever. So I see no issue why, because Funimation is a production, you know, like studio there, they bring anime in and, you know, adapt it. They have their voice actors. They, you know, create, um dubs you know right. for things and stuff like it's a specific thing like that and crunchyroll obviously is this too but it's it's a larger umbrella i think mm -hmm. and um so yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's gonna be good for the landscape i think that is almost a necessary move like i think funimation wasn't gonna get the subscribers they needed it just just right. from them not having you know <clears> the money so we're pooling resources and to compete against the likes of Netflix mm -hmm. um, in particular, I think that this is going to be a necessary move. So, yeah, it's smart. It's smart for sure. I, um, and I think with that in mind, like being, like you said, a necessary move to compete with giants like Netflix who are, you know, expanding into the anime territory. Um, I don't, I think that every change or every, you know, decision that's made is going to be made for maximizing, like, pleasing subscribers. You know what I mean? Like, not not giving anybody any incentive to leave. And then also, like, how do we attract new subscribers? So I just, I think there there will be a lot of, like, decisions made with viewers in mind. Yep. Um, well, sticking on the, um, animation topic, mm -hmm. uh, I am very excited for, it's not anime, but an animated show <laughs> nightmare of the wolf. Um, yeah. Witcher, Witcher animated show. It's got a pretty mm -hmm. good cast as well. Theo James is in there. Graham mm -hmm. McTavish, Mary McDonald from Battlestar Galactica. So um, those uh, those first two names right there were a little like Castlevania reunion happening. And then you moved on. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm sh I'm thinking they're going to get a lot more work um, yeah. in this for sure going forward. Um, and I, you know, they're probably on Netflix's roster now. This is coming to Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's coming out on Monday yep. and it's a animated show about um um, Geralt's mentor, Vesemir, mm -hmm. kind of his origin story. So, um, yeah. I would have loved to see this in live action in the vein of the Witcher television show. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I love the character of Vesemir. So I'm cool with seeing this unexplored territory. Um, mm -hmm. as far as I know, again, I'm not familiar with the, the books, so. I'm sorry, but, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. This Are you going like to give us a try? Cause I know you haven't watched 
You're not, you haven't really gotten into the Witcher stuff yet. Yeah. So I was waiting for Chris because he got upset when I started like the first 10 minutes of the Witcher without him. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we've just sort of like branched out into so many other shows that he's kind of like, yeah, fine. Just like go watch it now. So now I, now I have like the official green light to start Witcher by myself and I don't have to wait for him. So, okay. So I may not I may not hit this right when it gets out just because I feel like I want to get into like like the original OG Witcher. Um but yeah, this I th- like this trailer looked really good, so I'd probably watch it after I see okay. season 1. Well, OG Witcher, I mean you need OG. to uh read the books and Well, I do um, have the first book. That's like next yeah. on my list. I and... I I have to finish Rune and Rising so I can like close the chapter on that trilogy. And then right. I'm starting. I can't remember what it was called. Blood of Elves, I think it was. Okay. That sounds right. It's it's somewhere in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's somewhere here. Ugh, man. Yeah. It's you know, me knowing that it's inside my house, that's that's about as good as it gets these days. <laughs> I um I'm glad that and we're kind of in this, I mean, we're in this weird stage now where, um, I mean, between Blade Runner and Nightmare of the Wolf and Blood of Zeus and Castlevania, it's just, it's this uh, big influx of different yeah. sort of um, adult-oriented animation. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So um one more animation story yeah um star wars now this one's actually back to actual anime again um star wars visions they released a new trailer mm-hmm. and i'm just it just has me floored i'm just like this these people are going to come in here and they're going to show these lazy terrible (laughs) people in the lucasfilm writers room how to make star wars cool Mm -hmm. um it i could be completely wrong but it i don't think i'm gonna be they got that kill to kill people in there clearly making something they got a lot of talent doing their vision of some sort of star wars story that of course won't be canon or whatever you know right so they're really free to explore right but uh I think this is going to be like just the best thing we've seen from Star Wars in a long, long time. Does that include the Mandalorian or are you setting that outside of what you're talking about? Star Wars. Um, I'm including the Mandalorian because bold. I like it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, We'll see. Mandalorian um, was pretty consistent. And I have to say that, like, there was a lot of really good moments in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. Doesn't mean it say, can't be bested, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to say like, some of my be better. criticism without spoiling anything for you um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and anyone else that hasn't seen it yet and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this. Yeah, Star this Wars looks great. has been—I mean, Japan has been one of the big markets for Star Wars for mm-hmm. sure. 
they've been a passionate fan base there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's exciting to see, um, the property get turned over to people that are passionate about what star Wars is. Right. As opposed to people that, you know, I don't know, want paycheck and have a different idea what star Wars should be. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, Sorry, I kind of rambled there. Do you have any other thoughts on the Star Wars no, visions? I, uh, I like you. I'm excited to see it. Um, I mean, I, I we've well trod over the ground of you know how crappy we think Star Wars, the films, and you know television, some television shows. I will exclude the Mandalorian from from mm. my criticism of saying like how poorly they've been written. Um, how sloppily they've been put together. And this just looks like sharp, tight storytelling. And like, like you said, very like inventive. I mean, it must be really freeing when you feel like you don't have to stick to canon and you don't have to like, you know, kind of like fit a narrative into something. You can just like run wild with your ideas. And so I'm excited to see what these creators have come up with. And, um, you know, I'm kind of really right now I'm really liking shows where you know, you don't necessarily have to episodes don't necessarily have to follow up with one another. Like I'm watching Love, mm. Death and Robots. Um continuing oh, yeah. that, you know, doesn't have to be related to one another to just like be a part of the same like bigger universe, but you know, you don't have to like follow a thread line. It mm-hmm. just can be like a same theme and it can just be really fun to just be like be in one direction one time. And then the, the next episode takes you somewhere totally different. So I'm excited for that here. Nice. Cool. Um, I forgot to ask you if you're oh. watching Marvel's What If. I haven't actually started that yet. OK, and that's that's an, okay. that's one I do have to wait for Chris for. OK, because he's he's right. very excited about it. Um, I think he's more excited than me because I'm definitely of the like, I don't know how I feel. I get very attached to storylines and characters being a certain way. And just like, I know that I know the whole point of the show is that like, well, what if this happened? Yeah. Um, And it can, you know, totally change a storyline. But I don't know. Like, I just I get twitchy when like you know, different voices replace characters or different mm. like live action characters replace characters. I get twitchy about that kind of stuff. So I don't know how I'm going to feel about what if. So I feel I like I might I might need think... him to like drag me into it and like make me watch. it. Mm. <laughs> I just think it doesn't even look cool, like just visually it does. I mean, if they had mm, given sure. this to um, these same anime studios, we would have a different mm-hmm. outlook right now. But it just doesn't even, I don't know. I don't know what's with this, this very... resurgence of the CGI looking animation. I just yeah, it's not a very, a very specific style. And I don't, I don't know that I'm going to love it either. Cause like, I'm, I'm sort of picturing some of the, you know, scenes from the trailer, like Captain Carter, um, mm-hmm. doing her superhero landing and whatnot. And, um, Killmonger coming in to save Tony Stark and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you remember um, it was on like, I think Toonami and stuff. It was called, I think, Re- Reboot. 
reboot. Um, no. If, Kind of like one of the earlier CGI animated cartoons. It okay. was kind of its thing. You know, it was all dealing with, you know, being in a computer. There were computer people. It was like a family and their name was like Bit or Bite or whatever. Oh, you know? vaguely. They were kind of blue people. Yeah. Um, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I mean, that was neat because it was felt really new. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this is something different. But ever since then, it, CGI animation stands out in anime to me, usually mm -hmm. in a negative way. Um, and it's just like, unless you're going to do the Pixar level kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, I just, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if maybe there's someone that's very appealing to. They just really mm -hmm. dig that style. But I don't, I don't know anyone that it feels that way for sure. It's to me, it just feels very blunt. Like there's not a lot of detail. Like I'm trying mm -hmm. to like I'm thinking about like the faces um, mm -hmm. in the trailer and stuff like that. And it just feels like they're they're more like suggestions than they are like detailed filled in and clean. It's the same and, problem with yeah. using it for the Blade Runner. It's clean. Yes. Yep. You know, I like yeah. that's one of my biggest problems with there's uh, the blam manga manga i like so much mm. um the one story they made a they made a movie of it on netflix and it's it's pretty good but they use that cg style and when you look at the original art it's just like gritty pencil like it's just mm -hmm. it's detailed it's dirty it's um you know it's imprecise at times like it's the the juxtaposition of the precision of the like brutal architecture, mm -hmm. but then also the imprecision of the the people and the, and the right. life forms and stuff. And so then you take this movie that's made in CG and super clean. It just doesn't feel the same at all. Sure. And I guess maybe that works for Marvel. They want this clean feel. I just, it doesn't, it just doesn't appeal to me. So that's not helping its case. For right. Me. Not helping to get you in it. Yeah. Yeah. I Like I said, I know Chris is really excited about it. He thought it was a really cool premise. So I think he's going to have to like start it off for me to watch it. And then we'll see. Sure. Well, speaking of things I would imagine you guys are into. Yeah. Pokemon Presents. Indeed. Indeed. They got a new little mobile game coming out. I think. Paired with uh, Nintendo Switch. It was like Pokemon Battle Unite, I want to say. That had me That's intrigued. That's on Switch right now, yep. And it will be coming to mobile. Yep, later, yep. Pre-registration is is up right now, and I signed myself up for that. So we'll see. Okay, okay. That looks like fun. I mean, before you're going to be, you're going to be, before you know it, you're going to be rage quitting in League of Legends lobbies <laughs> with the worst of them. That's right. So. <laughs> um yeah i mean um lots of pokemon news there mm -hmm. was there anything else that stuck out to you that you're really interested from that they they covered the remakes of pokemon diamond mm -hmm. pearl yep that looked like fun um it looked mm -hmm. also like much uh much needed updates and remakes for diamond and pearl um a lot a lot of new features that I think that they were saying that they felt like fans were missing. 
Okay. Um, they did give some Pokemon Go updates as well, but we're already like in the middle of those. They released new. Say, they released yeah. new Pokemon. I've caught all of them, including the new legendary fairy dog um, that they just released, who looks pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie to you, but he's a fairy Pokemon, so unfortunately, like in Pokemon Go, he's nearly useless. But Aww. whatever. Is he defender? Anyway. He should have high HP, right? He does, yeah. I mean, he he takes a while to battle, um, which obviously is like his his strong suit. He's not like an attacker, but unfortunately, so much of Pokemon Go is focused on you attacking. You know mm. what I mean? Like just like between like right. the battle leagues and um, needing Pokemon that can fight to win raids and things like that. He's just not as useful as I think he could be if they'd retooled some aspects of the game. We just would put the, the that kind of Pokemon in the gyms to hopefully hold yeah. the gym a little longer. Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's good because I feel like people usually end up putting like too many of the same kind of Pokemon in there. And you're like, mm. you should really like spread this out. Like, you know, we can have so you different can't use things one in there. type and just plow through everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would say now, be, on, be honest. The real reason you're tired is because you've been catching all these pokemon it's not right. your it's not your work is like i'm <laughs> prowling the neighborhood for the latest pokemon that's right that's right gotta catch them all gotta catch them all. yep um I, I won't lie though like it is really nice to like have something on my phone to do when i am like up late um mm. with the baby or like if i need like a 15 minute break needed now I don't need to do it anymore. Um, needed a 15 minute break from writing my paper. It was nice. You need a 15 like, minute <laughs> break from staring at one screen to stare, to at, stare another. at another. That's right. That's our whole <laughs> lives now, John, is just like, what screen am I going to stare at for the next 15 minutes or so? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm I, I, the only thing I'm really kind of interested in. Sorry for viewers that are watching. I just like my cold is like and allergies, a flare up there. I know. Um, it's uh, I'm just remembering Kingdom. Actually, I'm really sad. <laughs> no, um, the only moment or thing that I'm really excited for, I guess, from Pokemon Presents was probably the new trailer for Pokemon uh, Arceus, mm, the mm -hmm. sort of open world Breath of the Wild looking mm -hmm. catch Pokemon thing. I think if there's anything that's going to get me back into Pokemon at some point, maybe it will be that. Sure. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those that uh, follow the Twitch channel or YouTube or whatever, you maybe have seen me streaming um, some games recently. Well, Gwent at this point, um, <laughs> streaming Gwent. But I plan to get into other things as well. You should let me know if there are certain games I really should play on stream or whatever. But um, one I was considering is a game that I've been very excited for. I haven't been able to jump into yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, 12 minutes. Yeah. So 12 minutes. I've been very pumped for this. It looks unique. Top-down story kind of thing starring Willem Dafoe. I think Daisy Ridley and John or James uh, McAvoy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think it looks really cool. 
and mm -hmm. I haven't, I've been staying away from other people playing. I've been staying away from reviews. I haven't, I haven't looked at basically anything about it. I just want to jump in and play it sometime. So. Yeah, it does look like a fun story. I know we'd, we'd seen several trailers during like E3 and a couple of other showcases and yeah, this looks like an excellent game. So it's on Game Pass, on Game Pass now. Um, I want, I was, the reason I didn't stream this was because I don't want any backseat gaming. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you kind of invite that. Like, I know some people say don't, you know, I don't want to know or whatever, but you kind of invite that if you're going to play something for people to give you advice or, right. um, you know, or people that have already played it will jump in and like want to tell you something. It's like, no, I didn't need to figure out myself or whatever. So, yep. Yep. I don't know. But, um, then I think it was last week I had mentioned a poll. Mm -hmm. I finally, I found it again, the results now. Um, this was by GameStop, GameSpot. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, if you can only have one remake slash remaster between Silent Hill, Resident Evil 4, Goldeneye 007, or Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, what would you choose? And there were 254,753 votes. Your game um, crushed it. <laughs> yeah. Said Knights of the Republic should be the one yep. to 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 get it because I think it have, would have the most to gain mm -hmm. as a modern game. Um, yep. That so that was forty three percent chose yep. that. Yep, forty three percent agreed was, with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at me with along with the popular culture. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty uh, different. Well, um, and I mean, double the next highest. For Silent mm -hmm. Hill at 21%. Like people really agreed with you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think people think we're getting another Silent Hill too. So yeah. maybe that's like, well, you know, we're already gonna get that. Mm -hmm. Um and then <laughs> and then third, Goldeneye at 19%. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, which would be good, but we did already have kind of a remake on the Wii, and I know that's still right. been a minute, but it is playable, you mm -hmm. know, that's, um, it's been updated. Alan shared too, someone remade Goldeneye in Far Cry 5. So I know there's been some oh, okay. fan efforts for sure of uh, modernizing Goldeneye, but frankly, it's a shooter. Like, I mean, it's it's really cool, and I love what it, I mean, it's very important what it did to, um, Mm -hmm. for shooters on the console space uh in a way and it was very big in the moment and everything but if you right. had a modern version of that i think it'd be really cool but it's not it's not groundbreaking it's not right. changing anything you know it's so i don't know yeah so i want to share what uh fourth place was uh y'all y'all let me down so fourth place 17 percent Trailing just two behind Goldeneye was Resident Evil 4, which I wanted. <laughs> well, <sighs> and here's the thing. So, again, Resident Evil 4, I'm sure, is going to get a remake. It is. So it's going to happen. And secondly, it's available on so many things yet. I mean, I can boot up my Xbox right now and 
download it and play it. And mm -hmm. it's still playable. It still plays like it does. It will be the graphics will be boosted a little bit. It'll be a little cleaner. Um, you know, it's OK. Knights of the Republic seems very old because yeah. it is, you know, it's an original Xbox game. So, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't rush like, you know, we always talk about how we hate when people remake stuff that's only been out for like a hot minute. And we've mm -hmm. we've talked ad nauseum about all the Spider-Man reboots that were like, my God, just like oh, give it yeah. a rest. So, I mean, you can definitely do that, too, in the video game world, like reboot something that you're like, no, no, no like, let it be. Um, mm -hmm. And it's and it's probably just the fact that I love that game so much and I just want like another one basically exactly like it, but different because, you know, I don't want to like play the same exact game, but I, I want to play like the exact same format, just different challenges. But mm. I get that like it doesn't need it right now. Like now isn't like the most desperate moment for it to be remade. Right. So. Right. All right. Well, um, one final story. Yeah. I'm wearing my Master Chief shirt um, to, uh, I don't know, to commemorate the bad news, I guess. Um, Are you lending your support in this in this desperate hour to Halo? <laughs> <laughs> well, so the news uh, mm -hmm. for anyone in the gaming community is probably aware. Halo Infinite, it's been announced that it's going to launch without a forge mode or without and and without uh, campaign co-op. Yeah. Um, and they're coming out. What did they say? Like three and six months. Yeah, that's after the, the launch. The goal. Yeah, that's yeah, the goal. So um, I don't know. I guess I have a, a lot of thoughts on this and a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, mm -hmm. I think that it's odd that we got a full year delay of mm -hmm. this game and it's still going to launch now, not complete in this fashion. Yes. That's weird because it leads me to believe they they overhauled a lot more than we thought they were mm -hmm. going to sure. in this last year, you know, because they had to think that the game was coming out in some state and be was going to be playable and enjoyable mm -hmm. um, last year. And then changed their mind after fan reaction. And I to me, it says they really changed a lot. Yeah. Um, that now these are not here. Yeah. Um, some people it's given pause, like, you know, for all the goodwill that Microsoft has like created and all the, like the amazing value of game pass and like the, a lot of good decisions. It is true. They haven't really delivered on games much yet mm -hmm. like we're still not there and mm -hmm. halo's kind of the big one it's kind yeah. of designed to be the one that sort of kicks it all off mm -hmm. you know before next year and the year after is like sort of begin of of an onslaught of mm -hmm. titles well are we set to expect this going forward from i mean Bethesda titles or or like it's just it's just just a right. halo issue right now, you know, right. I don't know. 
Yeah, it doesn't inspire much confidence. Um, like you said, when we're when we're already delaying a game, and then it's like, okay, well, we promise we won't delay it any longer, but you're going to be missing these major features. Um, mm -hmm. To me, at that point, like, I don't know what the value is in releasing the game without these. You've already delayed. There's there's no point i think in not just like taking the hit and saying sorry we retooled the game due to feedback it's taking us longer than possible but we want you to have the full experience so we'll we'll release it soon like i i just don't know well, what like how this is better and how like this backlash to you know we're going to release the game without these features is better than like backlash would be to oh they're delaying it again I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> so, so there is um, there is talk. Obviously, so Halo for people my age, a little older, Halo was a pretty big deal. Um, it really was a you know, and it was a proof of proof of concept that um, a first person shooter could really work on a console. Yeah. Um, and you know, it really bred a good com competitive scene and it just was, it was an influential game. And, um, but a lot of kids now don't know anything about Halo. A lot of people have not played Halo or anything about, they don't just, they're, it's not a part of their life. Mm -hmm. So this game is important. And so that would blend itself to, you know, it needs to hit and needs to come out well. I think, though, most of that success, if it's going to have it, is going to hinge on the multiplayer. Mm. If Halo Infinite is going to be successful on a wide scale, it needs to have the multiplayer, and that needs to be perfect. And it mm -hmm. needs to have the right structure for seasons and how people get content and they keep delivering it and all this stuff. Um, the reason you don't delay it, besides it just being another embarrassment is because supposedly battlefield that's coming out this year is not play testing well mm. so um the the last battlefield didn't do all that well and this next one looks really cool and people are excited but supposedly it's in kind of rough shape yet okay and then the call of duty game is seeing like a lack of so th there's not there's it's multifaceted. There's for the people that are like uber into it, there's uh, controversy around Activision. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for everybody else, just in the casual audience, there seems to be less interest because they're going back again, I believe, to World War II. Okay. And it's, there's just been uh, there was supposedly production issues as well with that game. You know, it was revealed later than normal i believe what it was mm -hmm. going to be and everything so this may be a good year for halo to get in and get eyeballs on it and sure. have people play it when maybe the other two are at a weaker point sure yeah i that would make a whole lot more sense and i mean if that's if that's the thought behind it then you know i i guess i hope that works um, and that it's not like, you know, we're released, but people feel like these big gaping holes in their gameplay, mm -hmm. you know, 
Yep. Like hopefully yeah. it's it's not like a we're all excited and it's going to be released and then like I don't know. I'm just thinking of like all the issues that like Cyberpunk had. Yeah. And I know this is yep. like a little bit different than that and like people anticipating yep. like a full on game and then you know there were so many issues but still it just feels like I don't know. I mean they're they're sort of stuck. It's a catch 22. Like release it now without yeah. the features. Uh, people are going to be pissed, but delay. People are going to be pissed. Yeah. I don't know what the right move is for sure. Mm -hmm. And I would honestly understand either course of action. Delay it further or launch it now. Um, I, I guess I'm, as as much as I like Halo, I'm not super passionate about how... I just want it to release in a non-buggy state. And what <laughs> is there, I really like. That's yeah. that's what I want, you know, because I do like playing Halo in um, co-op a lot. You know, mm -hmm. that's a way I often play it. And yeah. Forge mode, though, I haven't done that much. Um, Luke has some and I've played some fun maps that way or whatever. So like they're important features for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but Yeah, they're not small. I mean, they're they're not like you can't play the game at all, but it's not like small things. Yep. Yep. And the other thought might be, too, that, you know, a lot of they're expecting a lot of people to play this that are playing this game are playing a Halo game for the first time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of games don't have co-op. Yeah. So to people that have played them all before and I, the yeah, I see what you're fans, saying. You're like, it's, it's expected. It's part of Halo. Right. But for other people, it's not necessarily. Mm -hmm. So. Right. So it's not as big a deal to attracting a new audience as it is to like right. your already existing audience, mm -hmm. which sucks because like I get wanting to prioritize getting, you know, new gamers, but then it sort of feels like you're a little bit like, you know, telling your existing fan base like, well, we know we have you. Yeah. So just like, hold on a second. Right. You know, we're, we're OK no. disappointing you for now. But again, no, absolutely. You know, because like, I, I not mean, a good I move usually, either way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is there's definitely usually a way to you don't have to. You don't have to take a dump on your fans in order to make new people happy or bring in new people. Right. So I think if you prioritize fans, you're able to, you know, you, you don't betray the trust they've given you. Yep. You know, yep. that's the kind of thing. That's what we see issues with with. Mar everything in Disney. Uh, that's what, you know. Mm -hmm. um, take all these this this goodwill that they've created over decades, and mm -hmm. and then just you know forget about those people because yeah, there'll be new people that right you know like it. So, yep. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel something feels wrong here. This is like the shortest <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> I, mean, I know normally we're asking Ellen, like, is this our longest episode? Is this now? And yeah. now we're like total opposite. Alan's like, oh, my God, yeah. my night is free. What's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, 80 minutes, he says. 80 minutes. 80 yeah. minutes. That's, Crushed that's it. crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Everybody that's... um. That's watching that tunes in. Let us know what game would you want to be the only game remade if you had to choose? 
Um, <laughs> are you excited for the Blade Runner animation? Um, do you call things that aren't anime anime? You know, uh, <laughs> what? Because John what, has like... some thoughts for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, anyways, that's been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 72. We normally stream Wednesdays, but it gets mixed up once in a while. Weekly show. So, join us here live on Twitch. Um, you can watch our videos later on YouTube. We are also on most of the major podcast directories. And wherever you enjoy our content, please like and review and share and all that sort of thing. Um, help other people find us. And um, I think that's about it. Other than our, I always I sometimes do this, our sponsor. They're not our sponsor. <laughs> don't, I, they wouldn't want me to say this, that our sponsor. They're like, we disapprove of your message or something. Um, <laughs> But uh, Killing the Flower, we thank them for our theme song. So you should check them out on Spotify mm -hmm. and YouTube and Instagram. And I know they're working on some new stuff now, too. So yeah. pretty soon, uh, be be something new coming there, I would guess. And um, I've been streaming with my brother-in-law, Lucas333. That's Lucas with a K. You should follow him on Twitch. Um, we're usually doing that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the afternoon. Um, so follow him there and I'm trying to get into a little more game streaming, uh, myself for the channel. As I mentioned earlier, I had a couple Gwent streams, uh, this week or whatever, and maybe we'll get some other games going as well. So anyways, that'll about do it for us. Andrea, thanks again for joining me. Of course, as always. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>